0: Ladies and gentlemen, hey, yo, fellas, 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 let's close out week two with some Monday Night Football. Massive favorites of the Green Bay Packers, a 30 implied total. The Lions are not even at a 20 implied total, meaning that the Packers are greater than 10 point favorites. They're double digit favorites today in this one. We'll close out the week. Let us all say our thanks to Mr. King Henry, Derek Henry. Hopefully many of you were able to late swap yesterday. If you saw your first lineups not doing too well, like a good amount of mine were because of Mr. Tyler Higby. But Cup, right? Najee Harris had us there, gave us a pulse. And late swapping off of the Chris Carson, Keenan Allens to the Derrick Henry, Chase Emmons went from a losing $3,000 day in DFS to profiting about $450. We will take it. We skate it out of there. We move on. We say, eh, we're good with the Sunday night slate. We're going to chill out, relax, Max, all cool, eat some other fucking fajitas. And now it's Monday Night Football. It's Aaron Rodgers, the GOAT, the man himself, coming off of the worst game potentially of his career. Definitely the worst loss of his career. And here we go. Let's smack around the Detroit Lions. Let's see what Detroit has to offer now with Tyra Williams out for this game with a concussion. With Khalif Raymond, a team that doesn't even have receivers to begin with. Two of their top four leaders in routes run were a running back and a tight end. Their target leaders last week were two running backs and a tight end. They're not throwing a wide receivers, and now two of them are banged up. One out, one questionable. So there you go. We set the table. Hey, if you like this video at any point, at any point, there's a million dollars to first place tonight, all right? I'm breaking it down for you. We're going to try and win the million dollars or split it or do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Win a fucking dollar. If you win the million dollars, give me a dollar. I want a ring pop, whatever it might be, all right? hit the subscribe button if you like this video and bada bang bada boom let's get into it here look these are going to be my interests and there's not that many guys in play tonight like the Packers run a pretty tight three to four wide receiver core a pretty tight two running back core if you're listening to anybody or you're looking at yourself at stat lines from last week from either of these games don't throw them out the windows we'll reference some of the stuff that was happening because some of it's important while the games were close but the Packers didn't play any of their starters in the fourth quarter so it might actually look like Kylan Hill is involved for his 14 snaps and a team high tied with Aaron Jones five rushing attempts. That's not true. He's probably not going to play Malik Taylor and Amari Rogers ran some routes. They're probably not going to play on the opposite side of that one. Detroit had guys running 40 and 50 routes in a much more neutral game environment. And when they're trailing, they're probably not going to run that many routes. They'll probably run 35 routes, maybe 40, not the 50 routes that you were seeing last week for some of these guys. So you have to put some context to the data. That is very helpful, but you also have to put some human reasoning behind it as to why some things were appearing the way they were. So we could start off on this one up top here with some of the Detroit Lions players that stand out to me. And and like I said there's nothing I think I have as of right now 19 players in a player pool there's like 20 to 21 that you can try and convince me to actually be pretty invested in so normally on these showdown slates there's like 25 26 guys this is a little bit more compressed because of what the salaries look like and just in general how tight of a core the Green Bay Packers run so it starts off with DeAndre Swift who is questionable tonight so we'll have to watch this but he does find himself with a positive 44% run blocking advantage tonight DeAndre Swift is basically my number one play from Detroit like Jared Goff is my highest projected player at about 16 fantasy points on patreon my projections ownership the optimizer a bunch of stuff rankings for tonight down there including the discord access so jared Goff's my number one projected player but jared goff is also significantly more expensive than swift 1600 more expensive than swift and i only have him for like a point more so swift is my number one detroit line assuming he plays tonight he played he was supposed to be limited week one right jamal williams started but he played 68 percent of the snaps he ran a massive 41 routes in a game that they trailed by a lot saw 11 targets and 18 percent target share caught eight balls 65 yards and a touchdown but he also was the number one running back on the ground as you would expect but since they were saying hey he might not start this week he ended up coming in in that game and having 11 rushing attempts on the ground did not do too well i mean he had 39 rushing yards his over under props tonight we'll talk about my props momentarily his over under props tonight are at 39 and a half rushing yards i'm kind of interested in that the packers run defense was terrible last week a pff says it ranks 13th overall because they were so good at tackling but the saints were doing whatever they wanted like the ability to run the ball was there they were milking the clock a ton and if you watch that first and second quarter of that Saints Packers game it was just run the ball hand it off run the ball hand it off Jameis not throwing it all run the ball hand off. off, throw to Juwan Johnson for a touchdown so Swift is clearly in play he actually is a fair price of 8400 for somebody so involved in his offense and now you go down now these guys are yeses this will change probably before lock I'll be live tonight by the way for this million dollar slate we will be live about an hour and a half before the game starts there's Khalif Raymond who is also questionable today and he's probably going to see a matchup on the outside against both Jair Alexander and Kevin King and I will not be shocked if the Packers because Kevin King got torched again by Deontay Harris of all people last week so that's now Scotty Miller and Deontay Harris and Kevin King's last two games getting torched for a deep touchdown that was important in the game I would not be shocked if you saw Eric Stokes start to take over now so Khalif Raymond in week one he ended up playing 75% of the snaps and now with no Tyrell Williams he's going to operate potentially as the number one receiver on this team which just sounds so gross he ran 46 routes only behind TJ Hawkinson last week and he caught three balls for 50 yards on four targets the former Tennessee Titan he'll be used downfield I don't think he'll be using the slot much the price point is the reason why he's a yes here he's $4,400 for a starting wide receiver if he plays tonight assuming he plays that will not get a Jair Alexander shadow treatment like people are saying but Marquise Calloway saw Jair Alexander last week he saw him about a 30% of the time right it was because they ran the ball is why Marquise Calloway didn't succeed not because Jair Alexander was shadowing him that did not happen right Jair Alexander is fantastic but Kevin King is probably the worst cornerback in the league on the other side and he's going to get him just about equal amounts if not more so because of the price point Khalif Raymond is in play and that's kind of the that's that's kind of the story for these other guys too like Amon Ross St. Brown the rookie he only played 50% of the snaps in the slot now he ended up running 45 routes because they played so many damn snaps because they were trying from behind and it was catch-up mode and they were playing at a hurry up pace and more so than they normally would and now we'll get a matchup against Taylor Sullivan in the slot who's just an okay slot cornerback some weeks he's fantastic some weeks he kind of makes these blunders that that really are important for a team and and are detrimental he had three targets week one a seven percent target share for the rookie St. Brown he's no special athlete a fourth round pick he doesn't have insane speed he's just fine at a USC at 20 six or $2,400. He's in play, but I only have Amon Ross St. Brown projected for about 6.2 points. But the reason why he's in play is because he's $2,400. He's cheaper than the kickers. He's cheaper than the defenses. And he's coming in with a a similar uh, point projection with an obvious higher ceiling if he finds the end zone. And then the final yes from the Detroit side of it, we can talk about Mr. Trinity Benson, who was a Denver Bronco, who this team basically signed for emergency reasons at the end. Once the the camp cuts happened, Benson was cut and then they signed him because they just needed a body. And then, oh, look, Tyrell Williams goes down and oh, look, they don't want to keep Rashad Parham. So now Trinity Benson is operating as potentially the wide receiver three slash four. It depends. It's like him and Quentin Cephas splitting the other outside wide receiver role right now. And last week you saw Benson, once Tyrell Williams, who played 39 snaps last week of the 92 Jared Goff snaps. Benson came in and he played 53% of those snaps. He came in and he ran 39 routes, which was basically more than you saw for Quintus Cephas. So he was operating kind of as this starting receiver on the outside. He saw six targets, which was solid, an 11% target share, but still six targets. If that translates to today, if Goff is only throwing 35 times, in this game, you probably get three or four targets out of just a very, very cheap player. I mean, if you're looking at the price point here, you're looking at a one thousand dollar player who maybe runs fifteen to twenty routes today on the outside, and that keeps him in play for a two to three reception game. He's got to be in play for me there. It's not sexy, but I do have him projected as it stands right now for around six fantasy points at just a thousand dollars. And now we get to the Green Bay Packers, some actual players, some actual studs you want to play. And yes, this isn't going to shock anybody, but they're all damn expensive and they're all strongly in play. Devontae Adams has the number one matchup of any. Of any any wide receiver this week not just on this slate not just this Monday slate of any wide receiver on week two Devontae Adams matchup this week against the Detroit secondary is number one Jeffrey Okuda their rookie draft pick from last year top five pick who was not good last year who got burnt week one is now out for the year as well and now that cornerback who was not good was potentially their best secondary player and now he's gone so they're going to be going with guys like A.J. Parker and Afido on the outside this is by far the best matchup Devontae Adams only played three quarters last week three quarters in which his team had 12 snaps before the final minute of the first half and he still was able to produce seven targets he still had five catches for 56 yards those numbers probably don't seem that exciting to you but based on the amount of snaps that they played he basically played a quarter and a half of football last week and he had a 56 yard game he had 10 and a half fantasy points he was on pace for over 20 fantasy points Devonta adams is my highest projected player on the slate by about two points i have him for over 23 fantasy points he is indeed one of the best if not the best captain option tonight he's also indeed the most expensive player that's just how this stuff works out but he gets a matchup tonight against this secondary of detroit that is absolutely brutal he is absolutely terrible and he's probably the best receiver in the league Devonta adams stands out last week seven targets on a team high 27 routes next up is his teammate aaron Rodgers, who basically last week just played 40 snaps he played three quarters he said yellow he threw a ball deep he apparently said on the pat mcafee show that his first interception in the red zone which kind of turned the game it would have maybe made it 17 to 10 at that point coming out of the half starting the third quarter in the second half and he got hit in the nuts twice apparently and he threw an interception and then the rest was history in that game it became terrible and onslaught gross what are you going to do he smack back with the Detroit Lions now. And I mean, he was absolutely brutal in that game. But this week he gets a number 28 ranked secondary. Even in that game, he had the number two pass blocking unit, and that's without David Bakhtiari. So that's good to see. Like so there's some narratives how the pass blocking was bad. No, not at all. I mean, they just didn't have time. The first quarter was milked. And then he throws an interception, getting hit in the nuts twice, and then he just throws a YOLO ball downfield, and it's a good play by the safety. Gets over to the other side of the field, intercepts the ball, and there's two picks, and the game's over. The stat line's disgusting. 15 to 28, 133 yards and two picks. But now his player props are at about 280 passing yards in the over-under. A set two touchdowns right now. He's looking very good. He projects out for over 20 fantasy points for me. Aaron Rodgers is clearly in play. And then Aaron Jones, the other guy back here, Kylan Hill would not be playing that much. Aaron Jones in week one had five rushes for nine yards. He ran 14 routes and caught two balls. That does not look good by any means. By any means, what Aaron Jones did. But I'd like to share with you some of my props today because some of my props are going to point out Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, who we just talked about. This is a $200 entry, so I have $200 on this props. You just have to get two out of three right to profit. If you get all three right, you get even more. This is on prize picks. Again, Many of you already play on price picks. If you don't, use the free code. I know it's a milli maker. A lot of people will be watching this. If you use the code SAL on price picks, you'll get a free bet up to $100. Take this one before the lines move. Take whichever one you want to. I have Adams over 85.5 yards. I have Adams projected for 97 receiving yards tonight. That's a clear yes for me. Aaron Jones over 16 and a half receiving yards. We're talking about Aaron Jones, a man who last week basically played a quarter and a half of football based on the normal amount of snaps that he played. And he still had two receptions and basically got you to this number. Aaron Jones at over 16 and a half receiving yards. I have him for 28.5 receiving yards this week a massive over for me and then jared goff we're burying the lead a little bit here before we talk about goff but i have him under 252 and a half receiving yards this number is skewed upwards it's skewed upwards because of what you saw jared goff do last week he played from behind he relied on his tight end and his running backs to get him to 338 yards on a terrible 5.9 yards per attempt on a tackling team like the packers at ranked number one in week one in tackling they're not going to let these running backs go for the extreme yards after the catch so jared goff under 252 yards i like that one you pair those two three together you take your bet you take your free dollar ruski bet. Use the code SAL. Again, SAL, S-A-L on prize picks. Free bet up to 100 bucks. Limited time offer. There's a million dollars up first tonight on DraftKings. Get the free dollars as well over on prize picks. And not only that, but Jones is going to have a positive 30% run blocking, 37% run blocking advantage this week. He had those two catches for 13 yards and basically a quarter and a half worth of snaps last week. Aaron Jones firmly in play. And now we really like these next players. Like Alan Lazard is so cheap. Alan Lazard is the potential Darius Slayton sneaky captain option. So is MVS, but Lazard's a little bit cheaper at 4,800. He was tied for the second most routes run on the team last week. He played last week while Aaron Rodgers was in the game. 93% of the snaps. He plays in the slot and on the outside. You saw MVS move into the slot a lot more last week than we saw last year. Yes, Randall Cobb is the number four receiver on this team. Cobb was not much involved. Alan Lazard is a much better player at this point in his career than Cobb. Lazard dealt with a core muscle injury for about eight weeks to 10 weeks last year, both having surgery and the recovery and being limited from it. He saw four targets, caught two of them for 16 yards, but at just $4,800, this is a very strong spot for him against this terrible secondary for Eight hundred dollars He's more than in play as a captain. All three of the Packers wide receivers look like probably the best captain plays on the slate tonight. Aaron Jones is obviously in play there, but the three Packers wide receivers look like the best captain plays. One of them is Devontae Adams with the highest projection and the highest price. The other two guys are much more affordable. We finished up some of the yeses with a kicker in Mason Crosby. He's on a team he, He's on a team that is a 30 implied team total. It's tougher to want to get to him with priority, but I haven't projected for nine and a half fantasy points, which is the most out of anybody down here in like this $4,000 range. But when you have Alan Lazard in this price range, when you have AJ Dillon for cheaper, when you have all those... Lions wide receivers who are going to be running 25 to 35 routes today for cheaper. It makes it a little bit more difficult to get to Crosby, but Crosby is going to be in line for a very solid game with a 30 implied team total. And then lastly, AJ Dillon is here who looks solid. He has that same fantastic matchup. I almost like his over rushing yards prop on prize picks. I'm close to taking it, but he has that same matchup against the number 31 run defense for Detroit that ranked number 29 or 30 in tackling week one. Same positive 37% advantage as Mr. Aaron Jones. Last week, only four rushing attempts. Again, the game blew out. It was very slow paced. There wasn't a lot of plays in general. He ran seven. Routes which led to a reception on two targets, and he's just three thousand dollars. And if you just look at this game, 30 implied team total. His team is 12 point favorites. He's probably going to touch the rock in this one 10 times on the ground and maybe two receptions for three thousand dollars to get double digit touches in a game for a guy who might have red zone usage and probably will. That's really good for AJ Dillon. And now we can close it up with some of our maybes. Look, Jared Goff at ten thousand dollars. Why would I choose Jared Goff when I could take Rodgers? Why would I choose Jared, Go- Jared Goff when I could take Aaron Jones? Guys who I have projected for four to five to six to seven more points than Jared Goff this week. I don't think Jared Goff's receipt passing yards are going to be there. I think Jared Goff is very bad. He's not going to be able to rely on these running backs because Sam Fran last week was playing a soft zone up by so much to just scatter and get you 50-yard receptions. Jared Goff was abysmal week one, 5.9 yards per attempt. Oh, He wasn't abysmal, Sal. He had 338 passing yards, okay, on his true pa- passer rating, on his true completion percentage. He had three touchdowns, bad interception, right? These things are not something that I care about. It's his garbage time stats that Blake Bortles puts up. $10,000 Jared Goff is, in my opinion, the 33 fantasy points he put up week one, it's going to be... 40 50 percent owned and I'll stay away from it he's in play but he's nowhere near a priority Hawkinson the only reason why he's not a yes is Hawkinson's numbers last week are going to look great eight catches 97 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets yeah but it was only an 18 percent target share this wasn't a 25 to 30 percent target share that we were hoping for as him being the phantom number one receiver now maybe that can happen this week but he ran 53 routes in a blowout he's going to probably run this week 30 to 35 routes which means he probably ends up seeing seven targets which seven targets is very good but if he has six catches for 50 yards and you're hoping for the touchdown at $9,600, that's a little overpriced. Give me DeAndre Swift from this team. I'll pay up a little bit more and go get myself some Aaron Jones for only $800 more. I like Hawkinson. He played 85% of the snaps week one, but it wasn't as elite usage as it seems. He got there based on the fact that this was just a ton of overall plays in that game against San Francisco playing from behind. 18% target share is basically like a wide receiver two on most teams. It's not as appealing. He's an elite player. He's probably the number one receiver. He stays in play because of the touchdown upside. Jamal Williams is very close to a no for me. Gets the revenge matchup here for the Packers. He has that positive 44% run blocking advantage that you're going to see for Swift as well. He, but he only played 35% of the snaps last week and he ran 20 routes. And on his 20 routes, he was targeted nine times. A 48% target share or target rate is not going to continue. The NFL average is like 15%. So clearly week one was an insane outlier. He had nine rushing yards for 50. He had nine rushing attempts for 54 yards and a touchdown. So this stuff is all going to look great. Oh, Jamal Williams, this looks great. He's fantastic. He's $7,200. If Jamal Williams was $5,000, I'd start to consider it. $6,000, I'm like, yeah, not really. $7,200. I'm looking at this like okay Jamal Williams had the outlier of all outlier performances last week running backs were targeted by Jared Goff thirty five point one percent of the time I think I can stay away from that price point of seventy two hundred Jamal Williams as it ranks out right now for me if I projected this by value and this is including some of the guys who really aren't playing tonight Jamal Williams ranks out for me on a slate where I have 22 players projected for at least one fantasy point he ranks out as my overall number 17 play it's not looking that great at this price point even in the revenge matchup if you will Quintus Cephas is like the number two wide receiver on the outside splitting time with Benson he's a decent price point but the problem is he's also 3,800 when Trinity Benson might be splitting that role 50-50 for a thousand dollars he'll see some Jair some Kevin King some Stokes he played 35 percent of the snaps week one and saw six targets so six targets on just his 24 routes run that's a very good target rate of 25 percent it's a little bit above average so Jared Goff was throwing him the ball three catches 12 yards and a touchdown the only reason why he's not a yes is he's more expensive than Amon Ross St. Brown and Trinity Benson he's more expensive than the two of them guys combined and those guys are going to see similar to more Usage than him. You'll start to get to the uh, the kicker from Detroit here. Some defenses that'll be in play. The Packers' defense is in play. Five K. They look fine. And some final guys. Robert Tonyan. His price point's a little bit pricey here. Obviously, the touchdown upside keeps him in play, but he can't be a priority for me because he's just sixty four hundred dollars. When you get almost fifteen hundred dollars or more, che- cheaper is going to be. alan Lazard who's going to have a better role. You can get way cheaper. He's going to be for ten plus touches of AJ Dylan. Robert Tonyan saw four targets. He played twenty eight snaps out of the Rodgers forty snaps. So he was on the field about you know seventy percent of the time. He had a very good role here. He ran those. 21 routes two catches for eight yards he's in play at 6400 like if you're in that zone and you just have him he's not really a captain option for me two touchdown upside is in play but it's obviously more in play for aaron jones and Devontae adams and probably even more in play for alan Lazard. mvs is the final maybe here He's close to a yes for me. He's definitely a captain option. I would rank probably the captain options from the Packers as of right now, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and then MVS, the receiver position. He played 36 snaps, 86% of the time. He got a lot more slot usage on his 25 routes last week. He saw six targets, a 24% share. He was number six overall in air yards with four deep targets in week one. So the role and the usage is fantastic. He's going to have one to two deep shots in this game against a bad secondary. So there's an opportunity for a 50 plus yard touchdown there. As the day goes on, he might become a yes for me. The problem is he's 5,600, $800 more than Alan Lazard and I have Alan Lazard actually projecting for more fantasy points about eight and a half fantasy points projected right now for MVS Lazard about nine fantasy points right now and then that's where I'm at we can close it up by talking about Randall Cobb but his role's not that great Randall Cobb didn't do anything until garbage time where he scored a 32-yard reception from Jordan Love not Aaron Rodgers Randall Cobb last week if we look at it played just 15 snaps and some of those snaps were in garbage time so he played about eight meaningful snaps when Aaron Rodgers was in the game from what I counted he ran 11 routes in the game and he only ran about five routes when Aaron Rodgers was in there everybody was saying a 32-year Old Randall Cobb coming back to the Packers. No, they got him as just sort of a, a playmate for Aaron Rodgers in the locker room, a guy who can mentor Aaron Rodgers, who he knows from when Amari Rodgers was a child. Randall Cobb is not going to be a major factor on this team long-term. Now, maybe today against the Detroit Lions, in a game where they're blowing them out, Cobb gets fed a little bit more. He gets three or four targets, right? He has three or four receptions. Maybe he finds the end zone. So he's going to stay and play at $2,000, but give me Trinity Benson, give me Amon Ross St. Brown, who are actually main pieces of their offense today. Whereas Randall Cobb is the wide receiver four, and he's behind Robert Tonyan and he's behind Aaron Jones as probably the sixth or seventh priority, even behind A.J. Dillon on this team so that's where i'm at that is a bunch of players we just we just talked about 19 total position players including the kickers i don't have much interest in the lions defense or darren Fells, who just ran 11 routes last week maybe you see geronimo allison who got signed to the practice squad former packer maybe with no tyro williams he'll be active or the former brown cadero hodge will be active they're both 200 dollars we can keep an eye on that around the lock time of the live stream for inactives and actives but either way they'll be like the wide receiver four on their team behind hawkinson and deandre swift and jamal williams they'll be like the seventh option so i'm not really that enticed by them Mercedes lewis for the packers is a run blocking tight end for the most part so is dominique daffrey amari Rodgers and malik taylor only got their use in blowout run as the wide receiver five and six is on this team behind tony on behind Jones and, and AJ Dylan as well, so not much use. So there's 19 potential players in a player pool. We'll be live later today. A million dollars is up for grabs on first place. The props that we're talking about, we got those three props. Use the code Sal again. Take a second of your time right now. Open up PrizePicks.com. Use the code Sal. Get your 300 dollars. Put that bet in. Bada bing, bada bang before the offer expires. Sign up on Patreon where you can chat with me in the Discord and we can talk about the projections, the ranks, the optimizer, the ways to attack this slate for tonight in more depth. Answering your questions one on one in there. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next one. This cold is killing me, but the shirt, this post it's pretty damn fresh. Peace out, gang.